All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 5th of August. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of your day. First, the pace of new COVID-19 infections is continuing at the heightened pace that we've witnessed over the past six days, with over 3 lakh cases being added in that time. Watch out for the latest update that comes from the Health Ministry at around 8 a.m. Now, one of the biggest updates from yesterday that you might have missed is the Finance Ministry's June economic report. The ministry said rising COVID-19 cases and intermittent lockdowns in various parts of the country make India's growth recovery prospects fragile, despite high-frequency indicators showing that the economy is improving from April's lows. The ministry went on to say that this calls for constant and dynamic monitoring. On the plus side, though, the rural economy, according to the finance ministry, will provide a cushion. Now, according to J.P. Morgan's head of emerging markets economic research, Jahangir Aziz, the economic crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic is an unprecedented one and the response to it also needs to be unprecedented and unorthodox. He said that the central banks, including the Reserve Bank of India, have a much larger role to play in reviving economies. In fact, he warned that if strong measures are not taken to ensure recovery, the economic crisis will turn out into a financial sector crisis, which will not only delay the recovery, but also affect medium-term growth. In other news, securitization transactions tumbled in the quarter ended June as investors turned wary about borrowers' abilities to repay loans amid the disruptions caused by the pandemic. The volume of securitization deals, where a pool of loans is bundled, rated and sold to investors, fell 85% from a year ago to 7,500 crore rupees in the April to June period, according to a report by ICRA Ratings. That compares with a 55% year-on-year increase in the three months ended June 2019. In international news, a massive explosion at Lebanon's main port rocked Beirut and its suburbs yesterday night. The number of casualties has continued to climb during the night, with 67 currently feared dead, and 3,600 injured. Authorities said the blast was caused by flammable materials at the port but didn't immediately announce whether it was an accident or some kind of attack. It caused severe damage to buildings and shops in the area, including the home of former Prime Minister Saad Hariri. The blast was so massive, in fact, that it was even heard in Cyprus. Now, Bloomberg has reported that senior U.S. and Chinese officials are planning to assess their Phase 1 trade deal this month around the 15th of August, which is around six months after the agreement took effect. This is set in the backdrop of rising tensions between the two nations and will be led by U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Chinese Vice Premier Liu He. Meanwhile, Chinese state media has struck back in the war over TikTok branding U.S. demands for the sale of the social media application's American operations to Microsoft as theft and suggesting that Beijing may in fact block the transaction. 
In case you missed it, on Monday, President Donald Trump insisted several times that any sale of TikTok assets would include some form of payment to the US and demanded that TikTok be sold to an American company by the 15th of September or be shut down. In international markets, US equities climbed once again with the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq gaining a little over a third of a percent each and the Dow closing higher by about 0.6%. And it's a mixed start to trade in the Asia-Pacific region with two of the three early rises starting in the red. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Hormuz. How are we looking at the start of today? Good morning to you, Alex, and to all our listeners as well. 83 days to go before Sasidhar Jagadeesan takes over as the new MD and CEO of HDFC Bank. And that stock, along with Reliance Industries, helped the Indian markets rebound from their worst losing streak in over four months. Speaking of banks, Axis Bank has launched its qualified institutional placement at 442 rupees a share, which is a 3% premium to Tuesday's closing price. The board had approved a 15,000 crore rupee fundraise early last month. InfoEdge is the second company that launched a QIP on Tuesday at close to market price. Let's focus on some earnings now, and in a quarter where most large FMCG names have seen volume contraction, Godrej Consumer Products reported a volume growth of 3%. This along with Tata Consumers branded tea and food business saw a volume growth of 4% and 8% respectively. The earnings of both companies beat consensus estimates. Philip Capital has upgraded Godrej Consumer Products to buy from neutral and has raised its price target to 770 rupees from the earlier 510. The brokerage says that the company is beginning to show initial signs of sustained growth. Gujarat Gas reported a weak quarter with top line as well as the operational performance missing consensus estimates. Astral Poly, Unichem Laboratories, Spark and MRPL are some other names that reported earnings late on Tuesday and their shares will react today. Watch out for Spark or Sun Pharma Advanced Research Company that said in its post-earnings release that its current liabilities exceed its current assets and it is in the process of raising funds for its operations. It was a tough quarter for Dixon Technologies, one as sales halved. Also, as the government has restricted imports of TV sets, Dixon Technologies said that it will further expand its LED TV capacity to 5.5 million units during the next six months from the initial plan of 4.4 million units. On today's earnings list, some important non-index companies such as Adani Gas, Apollo Tires, Cadilla Healthcare, Canara Bank, DLF, Godrej Properties, Inox Leisure, JK Lakshmi Cement and Jyoti Laboratories. And here's an interesting HNI purchase. Madhusudan Kela, the former chief investment strategist at Reliance Capital, has acquired 0.6% stake in Greenlam Industries. The Westbridge crossover fund sold close to 8% stake in the company and Madhu Kela along with Winrow Commercial were some of the buyers. Greenlam is a laminates company. As we gear up for the start of trade, the SGX Nifty is up around 30 points in the early minutes at around 11,100. You can get detailed information on all these stocks in our all-you-need-to-know copy on our website bloombergquint.com. And with that, I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Hormuz. And as always, thank you all for listening in. 
That's all we have for you on this podcast. But as always, there's a lot more on the website, BloombergQuint.com. So don't forget to check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. Listener.